Welcome back, everybody. This is Sarcasm Speaks. I'm Jared, here with Bob. It's the two of us. I got another rant. I got another opening rant. Uh, <clears throat> so here's a forewarning. Also, also work-related. So get ready. Hang on to your fucking horses. Uh, if, you, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see I poured myself a, a healthy pour of uh, good old Henry McKenna to, uh, you know, kind of just wash the day away and uh, start fresh tomorrow. And also, it's delicious. And they're not a sponsor, but like, fuck, man. If any booze company was going to be a sponsor of this show, uh, I would want it to be Henry McKenna. So maybe, uh, you know, if we 20X our, uh, no, I think it would have to be 2000X our, uh, our, 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 you know, our followers, uh, we could actually have a conversation with them. <laughs> But whatever, what's 60 times 2,000? That's got to be, what, 120,000? In some math worlds. So I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, we need a lot more than what we have now. 60 is not going to cut it. They're going to be like, oh, that's cute. Uh, go fuck yourself. So anyway, are you ready for the latest level of incompetence here? Nah. So today was the first move day. So we're, we're shifting things early, first of all, too. I'm just pissed all around, I guess. We're not recording our Monday episode on a Sunday because I have a fucking wedding to go to on a Sunday, which in Gloucester also. Uh, so it's not close to me at all. It's probably going to be close to two hours from where I live. Um, Got to go to work on Monday. Right. So Sunday wedding, like Friday weddings are inconvenient, right? Cause you kind of, you don't necessarily have to take the day off, but like, if you don't take the day off, it, it, it's kind of a pain in the ass. So yeah, whatever people will bitch and complain about having to take the day off for a Friday wedding, Friday weddings. Yes. Although inconvenient are not the fucking worst Sunday weddings by far the fucking worst. So that sucks. Got to go to work the next day, all that bullshit, whatever. So here we are on a Thursday night after day one of, oh, and anyone listening that's like, oh, are you talking shit about a wedding? It's my family. It's not Amy's family. <laughs> it's my cousin getting married in Gloucester on a Sunday. So I'll talk shit if I want. Um, so today was the first, allegedly, if you're watching on YouTube, you see my air quotes, my uh, generous use of air quotes. Today was the first day of move activity for this company that I outlined a little bit in the previous episode. <clears throat> My gripe in the previous episode was with the, what did I call them? Because I don't want to use their real, real space, their real titles. Uh, seat, I think I called them seat designers. The seat designer. Yeah, the seat designers. Yeah. Um, I try and stay away, no real names, no real titles, no nothing. Just keep it bland, protect all involved. Um, so now my gripe is with, uh, how am I going to describe these guys? The equipment moving company or the, the just call them movers. No, 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 no. It's different. I'll, this will make sense once I tell my story. So the equip, I'll call them the equipment trackers, right? They're the trackers. Their job is to track all of the lab equipment from origin to destination, make sure it gets disconnected properly, make sure it gets reconnected properly. My job is to oversee like the whole move and like make sure it all goes smoothly. So the tracker guy, um, I 
my company was also a late addition to this move. We got on uh, not the 90s band like in real life um, or that was new edition. I don't know, whatever. So <laughs> we got we got involved like eight weeks ago. Uh, this is actually phase three of the move that is starting today. So obviously there were prior moves. Again, my company got brought in eight weeks ago. I get put in trying to catch up to speed, trying to fill in like where we are, what's going on, what's happening. Prior to this, I won't get into the super details, but there was like three or four things that they just didn't book that they needed, like moving chemicals and moving cold room stuff because they have like massive cold room storage. No one thought to like book a separate way to move those. I well, why, why would you need just like special cold storage? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Oh, it, oh, this has to be kept in a room at four degrees Celsius. We can just throw it on a regular moving truck, right? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that hot out today. Yeah. Yeah. We can just move stuff on a truck. Yeah, it's fine. We don't need a we don't need a, a freezer like a, a cold at temperature truck. Right? Yeah, and like what do you what do you need this special fucking liaison to unplug shit? Just unplug this shit. Yeah, I, yeah. it has to be it has to be that simple. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is actually. It's it's his job as a farce is what I'm starting to learn because he didn't hire he didn't bring in the right people. So thus brings me to today with the actual moving company. So the tracker man hired the moving company and had everything lined up to go before I was even on the project. So when I entered the project, I said, who's moving chemicals? We don't know. Okay. I'll go get someone to move chemicals. Who's moving cold room stuff. Well, we don't know. Okay. I'll go get someone to move cold room stuff. Do we have someone moving office stuff? Cause this is a lab move and office move. And I got met with a, yeah, I think they'll do that. Okay. Let me confirm. Uh, come to find out. What originally was booked, we're moving out of three floors of a lab building. The entire fourth floor of one, this is the same building in Framingham. The entire fourth floor, half of the second, half of the sixth. So two full floors, theoretically, right, of lab stuff. And then three floors of office stuff. The original booking, that we'll tracker a, man. We'll, we'll call that a crim order. Yeah, the original crim order that tracker man put in was one truck and four guys to move. I said, that's not enough. Let me talk to the guy from the rep from the moving company and see what we can do. He goes, yeah, no problem. We'll bump it up. We'll give you three trucks and six guys. Awesome. Great. That's just what we need. Three trucks and six guys between Thursday and Friday. We're ripping back and forth. Framingham to Waltham's like a 30 minute turnaround. We're good. Like we got this. Okay. Well, here we are on Thursday. Um, one, one truck, two guys. One truck shows up. You're good. Correct. Ding, 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 ding. One truck, four guys. Oh, so the original crim order was the correct crim order. Yeah. So I might, might have been six guys. I might have I might have exaggerated. So see if fucking Rara was working over there. Well, like when yeah. he was working for crim, he would have fucking yeah. taken care of it. You exactly. guys didn't have a there was no Rero. For there the was no Rero. Hey, uh, Eric, uh, can you uh, can you? Can you could drop off a table at the, the underpass? Yeah, I'll be there in 15 minutes. <laughs> Where it's like, Eric, I know you're not doing anything. Like, can you just please like bring me this table? Yeah, don't don't tell me you're fucking doing something. I fucking know you're not. Yeah. You're in your entire day, especially like Crim, your your entire day is fucking scheduled. Every yeah. aspect of it. Exactly. So if you fucking bothered to answer me, you can do it. Yeah. 
So uh, the moving company shows up one truck, six guys, clearly not enough, right? They show up to move lab equipment, which is like high tech, expensive stuff. Like it, it's, it's important stuff. Some of it's not, some of it's like a fucking scale and like stuff that can just be unplugged. Some of it is worth quite literally a million dollars for one piece. So there six guys in one truck shows up with um, cloth hampers, like those big hampers that you would move. Like imagine like in a prison when they take all the laundry, like they just roll them on carts. They show up with eight of those. We have three floors of stuff to move out on. They have eight cloth hampers. So you can't stack things in cloth. So for anyone that's like, yeah, what's the big deal? A normal lab moving company will show up with what's called commercial bins. They're like these giant cardboard boxes that they throw on a dolly. And it's like, I don't know, maybe like two feet by four feet. And then they're probably like two or two feet high, like depth wise. So you can fit stuff in them. It's a solid cardboard around. So it gives a little bit of protection and then you can stack stuff inside. You can't stack equipment in a cloth hamper. So whatever. Okay. We'll work around it. Do you guys have um, like packing foam, bubble wrap, packing paper? Nope. I got nothing. None of that. Why would we need that? Okay. Um, we got these biosafety cabinets that are these massive things. There's, they come four feet long or six feet long. If they're huge, there's these big contraptions. They have to be like legitimately like taken apart with tools, put up on like a lift to pull like the stand out from underneath it moved in two separate pieces. Yeah. Uh, sure. We can, we can handle that. One of my coworkers was in Framingham with them today. I was in Waltham, supposed to receive everything. Uh, my coworker calls me and goes, "Yeah, so they've had the uh, the the BSC. That's that's the biosafety cabinet. Uh, they've had so the B- so people in the biz call it. Yeah, they've had the BSC up on a lift for about forty five minutes, and um, I just walked in there again, and they tried to get like a couple like moving dollies underneath the legs." And then they realized that like doing that, you can't fit it out the door because it's too tall. And I go, okay. Uh, So they don't know how to move BSCs. And he goes, nope, they have no idea what they're doing. So I go, okay, well, what else can we do? Well, typically before a big move, right? A real moving company will come in the day before and kind of stage everything. Like if there's things that can be packed into like bigger boxes, or we have these like big, like they're called Metro racks, but it's like the, like the big, like aluminum racks that everyone has in their basement or their garage. You know, they have like the tiers on them. I think we had, we had one, we had a plastic one in the basement in Mansfield. Yeah. So they're just storage shelving, but on, on wheels. So we call them Metro racks. Typically like a real moving company will come in throw some packing paper like in between. So it, it, it fills the gaps and then they'll take plastic like cling wrap and they'll wrap around the entire rack and then they'll just move the rack. So you don't have to like take stuff off, put it on, whatever. Nope. None of that stuff. Nothing. Don't, don't have anything, nothing to wrap Metro racks, nothing. Uh, also, Oh, that was my original point. They didn't come in. 
yesterday at all. Didn't ask, nothing. Was like, hey, can we get in to like stage some stuff and prep anything? Nope. They showed up today with six guys who walked up to my coworker who told me this afterwards on the phone. And the six guys walk up and be like, all right, uh, what do you need us to do? And my coworker was like, are you serious? Do you, do you know what, do you know what we have to move? And they were like, nope. We were just told to uh, show up and be ready to go. So we had two days to move this scheduled. Tracker man booked them for the two days. I called the moving rep and upped the, the manpower to three trucks and however many guys, six guys, eight guys, whatever it was, they show up with one truck, six guys, not prepared to move a lab. So the only thing they did today was pack things into the hampers and take any of like the small equipment that can go and like just put them in like boxes and then like stage stuff to get it ready to move. Nothing, not one piece of equipment got moved today from Framingham to Waltham. So I call the moving rep guy and I say, hey, what's the deal, man? He's like, so separately from them, we had to move freezers live, which is a separate company, but because it's a separate company with a truck that has outlets on it, basically. So you can plug the freezers into the outlets because they're kept at like minus 80 degrees Celsius. So they, they, they have like- What is that in Kelvin? Yeah, uh, two. <laughs> so it's about two Kelvin. Uh, 500 Kelvin. Yeah. So we, move, we moved 14 freezers. So I lied when I said that nothing got moved. No equipment got moved by the moving company. The, 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 the company that came to move the freezers while they're plugged in on their truck to keep temperature, um, we moved 14 of those freezers. So I talked to the move rep guy today and I go, Hey, what, you know, what's, what's up? Like, I feel like the guys just didn't have enough. Like what, what, what's going on? And he goes, ignores my question and goes, Oh yeah. Did, um, was that freezer truck available, uh, available to make two, two passes. And I go, yep. Which was another deal because he told me they were able to do two freezer truck, man, the driver was like, yeah, we're only contracted to move six freezers today. We have other work to do today. So I go, all right, well, we have 14. Uh, so they were nice enough to put the seventh one on the truck, bring it to Waltham. And then they were like, hey, we called dispatch. Like we moved our schedule around. We can go back to Framingham and get the other seven and bring them back. So I was like, perfect. But it wasn't scheduled. Moving rep guy told me he had it handled and we had the yeah. truck for as long as we needed it. Yeah, well, did, he did have it handled. Yeah. He may yeah. just not have actually passed that information on to anybody, but he had it handled. Yeah. So I'm talking- He knew, to, he knew what was going on. So I'm talking to move rep guy and he goes, oh, was that truck able to do two swings? And I go, yeah, they weren't scheduled for it, but they moved their day around to accommodate. And he goes, oh, great. How many freezers did we move? And I go, 14. And he's like, wow, that's a great day. <laughs> and I go- what? That's a great day. Oh, that, that's a day that meets, any, it meets expectations. That's, go, that's a day that any meet, lab yeah. equipment over to the new lab. And he goes, 
Okay. All right. Yeah. I hear you. Um, so what, um, what are we looking at then? And I go all of it still. And I just start rattling off all of like the large equipment. There's like double stack, triple stack incubators, like big centrifuges, like all of this shit that you would find in a lab. I know a guy who sells centrifuges. Oh, really? That's strange. Yeah. That's weird. He sells medical equipment. Oh, okay. That's less weird. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Does he work for Eppendorf? Because he offered us a centrifuge. Thermo, he said, he, wait, what, what was that one? Is that a German company? Eppendorf? That could be it. That yeah. sounds like a German company that begins with E. Yeah, that's the big one. Yeah, I think it's them. Yeah, they make good stuff. All right. Uh, Thermo, Thermo Fisher is, credit, the, is the other company. Credit, credit to you, Jim. Yeah, shout out to Jim. Yeah, selling good shit. So centrifuges uh, can't be beat. Yeah, you centrifuge. Let me know. Yeah. I'll, I'll connect you with Jim. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> Does he do direct to consumer? <laughs> Whatever you want. Yeah, for the right price. Yeah. Uh, for the right price, I'll get you whatever you need. Yeah, whatever you want, man. <laughs> yeah, sure. So I'm talking to move move rep guy. And uh, he's like, he, he says like, oh, so what are we looking at? So I say all of it. I list off everything. And he goes, oh, all right. So, um, so what I can do is uh, I'll send more guys over tomorrow. So I go, are you going to send more guys or do you have more trucks too? Cause not for nothing, but like we can have 15 guys, but if we only have one truck, it's one truck that we need to send back and forth. And he goes, yeah, 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 no, we'll have a truck. Um, except those guys in that truck probably can't get there until tomorrow afternoon. So I'm like, okay, that's, it's fine. Right. It's, it's better than nothing. Right. So I'm like, okay, all right, cool. I go, Hey man, any chance like you can be there? tomorrow to like put eyes on all this stuff. Cause another thing to back up what a good moving company will do before they do a lab move is they send a rep from their company to walk through the space to actually get a look at what's moving so they can best prepare their crew. And they can also allot the appropriate resources like trucks and guys to how much stuff needs to move. That was never done. So tracker man and move rep guy never did a walkthrough of the space to see what was moving. They were just like, yeah, it's like a little bit of stuff. Okay, cool. How's one truck, four guys sound? Yeah, sounds good. Both days? Yeah, that'll be fine. We'll get it all done. All right, you guys are all a bunch of fucking cunts. So move rep guy goes, yeah, I can probably get there, but like probably not till like noon tomorrow. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So he'll be there. And he's like, yeah, I'm not really sure what I can do but uh, I'll be there, which to back up again, yesterday, I talked to him on the phone and asked him if he was going to be there today on site. His verbatim response was, no, I don't move stuff. Yeah, man, I, I get it. You're the move rep guy. You're not the physical mover, but like no one was there. So the six guys that showed up, there was no like project manager. There was nothing. They literally showed up, looked at my coworker. It was like, what do you need us to do? So move rep guy is going to be there tomorrow in Framingham, but not until noon. So then I go, well, we lost today and we're not going to get it all done tomorrow. So we need to book for next week. Like we, do you have anything available? And he goes, all right, I'll get back to you. <clears throat> so he gets back to me later on and he goes, 
Yeah, we're booked solid uh, Monday through Friday next week. Um, but uh, we can do Saturday. And I go, okay, thanks, man. Hang up the phone. I go, I'll have to get back to you because I can't authorize Saturday work. That has to yeah. go through like the pharmaceutical company. So, <clears throat> and I also have to ask my boss too for if they're going to pay me to be there. So I go and I'm talking to my boss. I'm talking to a couple of my coworkers and I'm talking to Michaela's cousin. So I'm all the meanwhile, there was a global executive the global head of research and development was on site today in Waltham doing a walkthrough of the space because it's getting renovated and doing all this stuff. And Michaela's cousin was in charge of like his day, essentially, like making sure he got to where he needed to go, did what he needed to do, see what he needed to saw, right? So. I know one thing he didn't see. Stuff movers. being moved over. Movers, <laughs> yeah. At one point it was funny. They were doing a walkthrough on the first floor and Michaela's cousin was texting me being like, hey, we're on the first floor. Like, what's the deal? And I go, we're moving fridges. And she goes, can you do it like secretly? And I go, okay. <laughs> so there's like a big hallway that we have to cross. Well, so fucking, I like, how the like fuck a fucking you... comedy show. I stick my head out in the hallway and look and go, we're clear. And I'm like waving the movers to come like really, really quick with the They're freezer. sprinting down with these shits on fucking to like, dollies. To like bring them to the freezer room so we can like plug them in and get back to the loading dock. And we actually pulled it off. Like they, the, the guy had no idea. But so again, Courtney's cousin is like running this project with me on the pharmaceutical company side of it. Like the actual company that we're, we're contracted by. So she's like my go-to person. Um, so I'm filling her in through this all day long, just texting her like, hope you're having a good day. And then I'd be like, this just happened. Hope everything's going well. This just happened. Like all of this stuff, like the moving company isn't equipped to move stuff. So we get through the whole thing. She's fucking pissed at the end of the day. So I finally get to talk to her at like, I don't know, probably like five o'clock, 4.30, five o'clock. And I go, <clears throat> so here's the deal. And we've, we've built a pretty good relationship at this point. And a lot of that obviously has to do with she's Michaela's cousin. And we have obviously mutual <laughs> friends there and, and on her side family. So I go, here's the deal. We hired, and I, I say we now, but that's not what I said. I said, um, Tracker Man hired a moving company that isn't equipped to move labs. They also blew today. All we have is tomorrow and they're offering to move Saturday. By the state of everything that's going on, even if we work 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. tomorrow and all day on Saturday, we're not gonna finish this move because this company is just not up to standard when it comes to moving labs. <clears throat> so I go, that's the upfront part. Now I'm going to put on my consulting hat. <laughs> As a consultant, what I recommend is that we take tomorrow, move as much as we can with this moving company, and then call. We're, we're using a, a different moving company for some other stuff, actually to move the cold rooms and stuff because they have specialized equipment, believe it or not. They have specialized equipment. They have a massive truck that's kept at four degrees Celsius, which is like 300 Kelvin or something. <laughs> So 
they and they're moving the cold rooms. So I go, we need to pick up the phone and we need to call that company and beg them and plead with them to please help us and move the rest of the lab and the office space on Monday and Tuesday of next week. And she goes, oh, I'm 100% on board with that. She goes, I'm really glad you said that because I fucking hate this moving company. And I go, here we go. Cause Dude, I don't even know if I would want this moving company moving like my fucking bed. No, no. She hates them. Every, everyone. So that's the other thing. The, uh, I skipped that part. The biosafety cabinets that they don't know how to move. I, when I talked to my coworker, I said, fuck it, just leave them. Like focus on other things that we can actually maybe pack. So I told that to Michaela's cousin's counterpart in like the real estate department. So there's two people. There's Michaela's cousin who's in research and development. And then her counterpart that's in real estate works with me. And then the tracker man. We're like the group of like four that like run the whole project. So the real estate guy, I tell him this and he goes, oh, fuck. He immediately starts drafting an email to the other moving company, the one that has the special stuff and goes, hey, are you able to move four BSCs for us? I know it's short notice, but this is urgent. They reply back and go, yeah, of course. How soon do you need it? And he goes, can you do tomorrow? (laughs) This is all on like an email chain. And the guy responds back and goes, yeah, they'll be there at 8 a.m. And then they, they emailed back like an hour and a half later and goes, actually, can we do 9 a.m.? We were like, sure. So like this company that we're going to have to beg and plead with tomorrow to move the rest of everything on Monday and Tuesday, we emailed them today on Thursday to come move. Granted, it's only four BSCs, so it's not like a heavy lift or anything. But they were like, yeah, sure, we'll be there tomorrow. They have the equipment. They know how to take them apart. They know how to move them. They all of that stuff. So it's like, what in the actual fuck would you say that you do here? Nothing. Nothing. This is, this is, this is how this works though. Nothing. Like the level of, this is a brand new level of incompetence that like I didn't know existed because tracker man sucks so bad. Oh, also I was told too that by my coworker who was in Framingham, that Tracker Man was basically just running around Framingham all day, like just bitching and complaining and freaking out, like not actually doing anything, just running around like huffing and puffing all day. And it's like, okay. And then at one point he tried to like blame me and Michaela's cousin for the freezer thing. He was like, oh, uh, Jared and, and, says her name. Uh, Jared and her are uh, handling the cold stuff on Monday. And I go, yeah, we are. But we need to move the freezers. Like the freezers are the freezer move. The freezers don't move with the cold stuff. He was like, oh, yeah, no, of course, they're only moving six minus 80 freezers. Why would they move anything else? You're handling that. Are something different about these freezers? Are they different than those freezers? Are these magic freezers? Yeah. <laughs> Do the laws of physics cease to exist <laughs> on this fucking freezer? Like, what the fuck, dude? Holy shit. Again, like just the absolute fucking incompetence 
of these people. And then like the second something happens, they're like, I don't know. It wasn't me. It was him. It's, it's his fault. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to consult the consultants, even though the consultants aren't listening to me. There's too much essential work being outsourced. Oh yeah. Between sure. tracker man and the seat assigners. And the problem is, even if they are the experts at those spots, if they don't get you the assign the seat assigning assignments, who cares? If he hires a shitty moving company, it's your problem to fix. So right. when it comes to the accountability, you can't have you can't outsource people who shed the accountability if it doesn't go correctly. Right. Because as of these last two, so the seat assigner didn't do his job, couldn't get back from vacation, still on vacation mode. Two-week vacation yeah. takes three weeks. Got it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough, man. Yeah, I don't know how you can expect him to work after two weeks of vacation. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but if he never got you that seating chart, that's your problem. But you don't do the seating. He does the seating but right. you have to figure it out. So it's like when it comes to these pieces where you guys are the ones held accountable. Now this, I understand that this would require like growth and expansion of the company, but how, I, I just don't understand how you run a company where essential services are outsourced and not held accountable. Yeah. That's everything. That's through. That's base. You basically just described corporate America in like two sentences. Everything essential is outsourced. Like everything is like levels of like bureaucracy, where it's like, why well, I can't do that because that's not my job. That's Stevie's job, or like, yeah, but you know how to do it. Can you just help me out? Like you're his boss. Like, can you just make the seating plan so I can have the, what I didn't know at the time, but now I do have the inept moving company move them. I think we said that in the last episode. Oh, this, how can, can you I fuck it up? Oh, these, these guys, they'll fuck it up somehow. Can you send me those seat assignments so we can not move their stuff? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, well, that's Stevie's job. It's like, well, yeah, but you're his boss and he's on vacation. So can you like pick it up? Ah, I got a lot to do. All right, cool, man. Like, I guess we don't want this move to go smoothly, but like the, the saving grace of this is because I have a good relationship with Michaela's cousin and her real estate counterpart. They know everything that's going on. They're 100% up to speed. So they're cool with me and my company, they're not cool with the tracker man and his company and the moving company, which is why we're getting a different moving company. We're literally firing this moving company like on the job. Dude, I would leave them a scathing Google review. It's terrible. Scathing. It's terrible. Like, how can you- I could you... give you zero. I wish I had less stars so I could give you zero. So you're, you know nothing about moving professional and a professional level, right? If I told you that you had to move an entire lab of equipment, but you couldn't look at it, would you do it? Would you say yes? 
I mean, unless I could like, so I would say no, because I can't call anyone and find out, Hey, how the fuck do I move lab equipment? Exactly. They never did a walkthrough. The guy has never seen the space. Yeah, How do I mean, you like even even when I even when I got a, I got a quote from a moving company, my very, very first apartment before I realized how expensive it would be to move. <laughs> <clears throat> and even he came by. Yeah. And we were moving fucking beds and couches. Yeah. Yeah, this company fucking sucks. Again, leave skate scathing Google review scathing. Yeah, um, I probably will. <laughs> honestly that'll show them yeah <sighs> so that's why the henry mckenna is out i mean what did you okay so th- now <laughs> which and to be I honest it's, it's is... a little bit of a shtick right for the show like i'm not i'm not stressed at all like i'm a little bit stressed but like i just mostly said, annoyed like, like michaela's cousin and her real estate counterpart they're cool with me. Like I left work today aggravated as fuck, but like, I'm not stressed, right? Like, I'm not like, Oh my God, like my job is in jeopardy. Like we're not going to be able to do the move. No, I'm cool. Cause I know my ass is covered. And I know that like, they know it's not me and my company. It's the fucking moving company. So it's mostly a, uh, an aggression drink. It's not a stress drink. It's a, it's a it's a kickoff drink. Yeah, it's a jumping off point. Yeah. <laughs> so now I know you're doing this professionally now, but uh, moving is always the world's biggest disaster, whether it's planned out well or not. Yeah, and which I is I don't why I don't want to hear anything exists. otherwise. <laughs> yeah, but even when you guys do it better, it's still going to be a disaster. Yeah, I mean, depending and I, and on I, the and scale. I will and I will not hear a counter argument. Because moving sucks. It does. And everything about it. For sure it does. But I am very confident that I would be able to handle a residential move and make it go smooth. Smooth. Yeah, but yeah, there's also a lot more room for error. But like, that's, that's the thing, though. If you're doing like a residential move. So here, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you an example because so Michaela got movers to move her shit from her apartment to when she moved over here, October, we're, we're almost two years ago now. And they put a bed in the basement. That was like the guest room bed. And she had a funny feeling that it didn't go back together. And she's like, it might be broken, but it could have been not put back together. Like it's been taken apart, put together many times, whatever. So movers come in, they get everything in the house, whatever. Uh, when she had COVID, I was sleeping on that bed and I was like, that bed's like slanted. And I'm like, there's something wrong there. (laughs) And then she had mentioned maybe getting rid of it, putting like her bike and exercise stuff in there. So why you have a new view of me for those on the YouTube show is she did move her bike and her exercise stuff. She also got rid of the big sleigh bed and put in a day bed. So it takes up a little bit less space. Right. Um, and the day bed like tucks in the corner. So she took apart the sleigh bed before putting in the day bed to get rid of it. And it wasn't even remotely put together, like <laughs> straight up, not a assem- like not even like assembled incorrectly. Some parts were just not assembled. 
Yeah. And that was from an actual residential moving company. Now, I've moved plenty of times. You've moved plenty of times. Yeah. Every time I move, I try to do it as cheap as possible. Right. So therefore, I do cut corners. Yes, if money wasn't a thing, there would be certain things that I would do differently. And I, I feel pretty confident too that I would do a residential move. I couldn't do your job right now, obviously. <clears throat> but no matter what, because moving requires a lot of estimation, planning, and humans, when you have those things all in place, something goes wrong. Somehow, some way. Yeah. Like even as simple as like, you know, the thing not fitting through the door because it was up on a dolly. Yep. <clears throat> like little stuff like that goes. Now this one's completely botched, like yes. way beyond fucked. Yeah. Like whole situation, like not enough manpower. Don't know how to do the job. Don't know how to move the stuff specifically. And we're not ready to go. Yep. So yeah, there's obviously ways to do it better, but like, there's always going to be something. Now, whether it's minor, major, like this would, this is like fucking little boy or whatever the fucking A-bomb was. (laughs) Uh, Fat man and little boy. Is that what they were? Yeah. Yeah. From the, from the Enola gay. Whatever. Yeah. Um, But there's always going to be some fucking issue with moving and it's always going to go that way. Cause. Oh Yeah. Like anytime, like, like anytime you measure anything, like in the real world, not in the computer world, there's always going to be fucking mistakes. Yeah. And you just have to adjust and fix it and figure it out. It's usually not a big deal, but that's why I'm saying like moving is just like always, always a fucking mess. Yeah. Or you go to move and it fucking downpours that day and it's like, fuck. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Like. Yeah. So it's like, oh, so all of this stuff now needs to go have a fucking trash bag over it. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Go buy 300 trash bags, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I got to go buy a mattress bag. Because <laughs> I didn't know those existed. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. So my favorite part of that actually is at the end of the day, um, me and Courtney's cousin and my boss was still there. So we were just sitting there talking, like bitching, going over everything. And then she goes, actually, hold on a second. She goes to the website of the moving company that we're using. And she's looking and she goes, doesn't say anywhere on here that like they're capable of moving labs. It says like residential and commercial moving. So we go- Desks. They move desks. So we go- all right, let's like check and see like if some of the other companies have that on there. So we go to four other moving companies that we've worked with in some capacity one way or another. And in within like lab spaces and stuff, all four of them under the services tab on their website says either life sciences, um, biological and hospital equipment, um, science equipment. Like it says like some form of lab equipment move. Like they, they, they are able to handle and specialize. 
were you at all surprised by those findings? No, okay. I don't think she was either. And I think <laughs> she was like, wow, this makes, this is just the cherry on top. This is yep. perfect. <laughs> she was, I'm not at all surprised. I would leave a scathing review for this person that booked the fucking shitty moving company too. Yeah. He's scathing. a dumbass too. scathing review. Yeah. Tracker man. Yeah. Leave him a scathing, scathing review. Yeah. Bad. Zero stars. Zero stars. <laughs> I wish I had more thumbs so I could give four thumbs down. <laughs> uh, so that uh, that was my day today. Want to review? I'll review bomb the companies with you. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll, I'll take this offline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, yeah, let's take this offline. Yeah. And uh, we'll reconnect. You and you and I will reconnect. Yeah. Yeah. So when should we set up that? When should we set up that that follow up Zoom to get offline? Yeah. Oh, it's a great meeting. Great meeting today. Okay. I'm sure you'll have some great meetings next week. Oh yeah, it's going to be amazing. The lessons learned portion of this is going to be incredible. Absolutely incredible. And this is why, like, I could never work for a company because, like, I would sit there and be like, all right, lessons learned. It's like, we like to do lessons learned. Lessons learned. Seed assignment company, never use them again. And like, <laughs> oh my God, what? We have such a great relationship. Yeah, never use them again. It's like, why? Well, I almost didn't get the fucking seats assigned because yeah. some guy went on vacation and just couldn't mentally handle being back. <laughs> And it's like, oh, and then our, our tracker guy, the guy who hired the movers, yeah, never use them again either. It's like, oh, but we've been using them for years. We have a partnership with them. Yep, nope, cut that off. Yeah. Why? Because he hired a fucking moving company that was incapable of doing the job. Yeah. And they, so not only were they incapable of doing it, they were unprepared for the amount, the volume of stuff independent of yeah. what it actually was. If right. it was... If it was the the same volume of stuff and all it was was fucking desks and bookcases, they still wouldn't have been able to move it with one fucking truck. Yeah, one truck. Fucking assholes. Oh, and by the way, that moving company never used them again. <laughs> yeah, never used that again. A lot of lessons learned. Yeah, a lot of lessons learned. Going to be coming out of this. A lot of bridges burned too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to, you should, you should start like, like next time you guys have like a meeting or whatever. Like, I don't know if you have department staff, whatever the fuck it's like, Hey, well, I, I want to lead the next meeting. We're going to call it lessons learned and bridges burned. And let's fucking do this. <laughs> I like that. That's the title of this episode. Yes. Lessons learned and bridges burned. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, fuck all of these people. Like, yeah. Fuck every single one of them. Fuck you. Just walk out of the meeting like this. Fuck all of you. <laughs> no, because it's like, again, like how incompetent can you completely be? And as a logistics company, you can't use companies that don't pay attention to details. Right. Right. And, and like, whether this it's is these, whether things. it's these employees or, well, it's not the moving company is the whole that's top down, but whether it's the other two employees independently, or if it's the companies themselves, like you need to have those conversations with whatever higher ups. Yeah. And like, that's and this, a fucking joke. This is part of the conversation that I had with um, Michaela's cousin today. And I go, I guess this is why my company exists and companies like us. Cause we do have a couple competitors that are out there too. And she's like, yeah, I guess so. 
This is why like we don't leave stuff to like the tracker man's company to do everything because it would be a shit show. And then she turned around and goes, thank God you guys did come in because otherwise we wouldn't even be moving chemicals either. Like we wouldn't have moved cold. Like we wouldn't have done anything. Like the move literally just would have ceased to exist. Uh, the office stuff could have moved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Desks. Yeah. So I was like, Jesus, man, like it's just like little things. Right. And I said this in the last episode too, like I haven't even been working here for six months and like, I understand like the questions that need to be asked in order to like do stuff efficiently. Cause like it's common sense, right? Like, Oh, you're going to be a moving company that's moving out of three floors of a building. Like, don't you want to come see what you're going to be moving? Like, that seems yeah. common sense to me. Like, <laughs> well now, you, yeah. Now that conversation too. Cause it's like, First of all, if I were you, I would start fucking booking the company myself. I would say, oh, fuck that. so that's what we normally do. But I don't know if I oh, mentioned because you that. came in late because you we mentioned, came in okay, late. You guys yeah. came in late. This to is party. phase three. So they, I can only imagine what phase Marvel one, phase three, what phase one and phase two looked like. <laughs> but so there's a reason night? why are we, in, are we in Moon Knight at this point? Yeah, this is Moon Knight. I feel like fucking Oscar Isaac and Moon Knight right now. Like, I don't know who am I gonna be. Am I gonna be fucking Steve? Am I gonna be the the other guy? Like, I don't know. Am I gonna be the random third guy at the end of it? At the end, yeah. Jake. Like, I don't know. Who am I gonna be tomorrow? We'll see. <laughs> like, yeah, I was gonna say because I, I would fucking or well, I guess now you know too. It's like if you do walk in, be like. It's like, oh, you hired this company? Yeah, I'll double check that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's like, I'll call them. And then and then you call the company and be like, okay, cool. It's like, oh, can you do this, that, the other thing? Yep. It's like, okay, cool. So when do you want to come do your walkthrough? Yeah. Like, oh, uh, walkthrough? It's like, yeah, you're going to come do a walkthrough, right? Like, you got to see the space, how, you know, plan it out, stage, whatever. It's like, oh, no, we usually don't do that. You know what, man? We're good. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks, like, but no thanks. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, I'll send Officer Doofy over. It's like, I hey, you know what? At least you're trying. It might not work out, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's that. And uh, speaking of uh, not really working out, um, well, well, I don't, did you hear uh, President Biden got COVID? I did. So. I didn't I don't think there think was much to, I didn't think there was much to go with here outside of if they kill him though was that my death pool oh that was my death pool last year that was your death pool last year my prediction Shit. though in like was that like early 2020 yeah they were going to kill him it was before COVID. the election it was before the election i think i said that that like biden was going to win and they were going to kill him off with covid now to be fair if you go back my glasses are so fucking smudged like if you're watching on youtube i you can see i've taken them off like four fucking times um to fix them but if you go back and and rewatch the tape if rewind the tape um i said i think my original prediction was they would kill him off in like you know early to mid 2021 so like my timeline is off but it's still there and i could still play. be right it's in play yeah um, we would have we would have to i mean i don't know how the fuck we would actually do it we would have to go back and find that yeah, yeah, we would need a task force. Like I'd put everybody on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I'll Jones, give fifty bucks to the first sexy person Chris, Michaela, anyone. Yeah, like, yeah, like any, like 
someone take the numbers divisible by seven and you know you those are your episodes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck what numbers are divisible by seven i'm not doing math for you yeah all the prime numbers between episodes <laughs> 262 and uh 301 <laughs> yeah i mean so luckily we wouldn't we would we know we wouldn't have to go back until at least march 2020 and even that's too early yeah um probably closer to like probably like august. july or august yeah that's two years though that's yeah. a lot of listening to us that's i don't know lot. if i wish that upon anybody <laughs> I don't know, sexy Chris and uh, Nick. Shout out to Nick. He's been. He's oh, been Nick listening. can be on the task force. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't been. I don't think he's been listening the whole time, but he's listened to every single episode. Like yeah. he went back. He he decided he must really hate himself. He decided to go back and listen from the beginning. <laughs> so yeah, there's a few of you guys out there. We could task. We could task force this. Yeah, Mitch probably. Mitch has probably listened well, to see if almost we just get, every episode. See if we ship Mitch a case of fucking monster. <laughs> which I don't know if he's still drinking that shit, but um, if we just like ship him a case of that, like he would find it in like three days. It's like oh, I just listened to it nonstop. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Did you sleep? Yeah, I listened to it in my sleep. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and while I was lifting and whatever, I, I found it. Here it is. Yeah. Here you go. Here it is. Uh, so, so Biden got COVID, which doesn't really matter uh, outside of my prediction. However, the best part about this was the official statement that came out from former president Donald J. Trump. Oh, this should be good. I didn't see this. This should be so good. Today, July 21st, 2022. <laughs> statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States of America. Here it is. This should be so good. Joe Biden, who many have said is our worst president, has come down with a case of the China virus, despite being vaccinated. I hope Sleepy Joe is able to bounce back quickly, much as I was. Doctors describe my fight against the China virus as Herculean, and not meaning the woke Disney Hercules, but rather the Kevin Sorbo one, the Lou Ferrigno one as well. Joe, I wish you a speedy recovery, even though you are taking America in the wrong direction, because no one wants Kamala. <laughs> that is by far. <laughs> that is by far. <laughs> the best press release i think i've ever heard in the history of press releases of all of them <laughs> outside of like club pro guys like um congratulation letters for the winners mm -hmm. like that should be a parody and it is he 100 believes all of that yes of like yep. the hercules just the, in the, the opening line joe biden who many has said is our worst president has come down with the case of the china virus despite being vaccinated. My doctors describe my fight against the China virus as Herculean. Not it's meaning like, the um, Disney Hercules, but the Kevin Sorbo one. And Lou Ferrigno was okay too. <laughs> oh my God. That's so fucking funny. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> like, that could have happened in a WWE ring. Yes. Yeah, it could have actually. 
It, it, I feel like it should have. Like, like come back from commercial. Trump's music comes on. Yeah. He walks down, gets in the ring. Grabs a mic. Yeah, and he opens. So his mic, he opens up. And then now would be where someone else's music hits. And I don't know who it would be. Maybe it's AOC, like runs down with a fucking chair or something. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> or like Biden gets up on like the monitor and starts talking shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then tell I'm here, him. bitch. <laughs> and then next month at SummerSlam, yeah. when I'm recovered, yeah. <laughs> me and you, Steel Cage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's it's not just... good. That's not good that when you can cut a promo based off political happenings. Two presidents. To the last two presidents of this country, you could cut a promo. You could cut a promo on. In WWE. Yes. <laughs> like that, like a man, if I was good at Photoshop, I think Trump's been in a WWE ring before. Oh yeah, definitely. Like put that, like put that to it. Oh man, that would be so, such a good video. Yeah. That would be pretty great. <laughs> That's awesome. Sleepy Joe. Still calls it the China virus. The China virus. <laughs> Dude, China virus is not the preferred nomenclature. No, he doesn't give a fuck. I guess he put something out. What was it? I forget. I don't know now. But he put something out. He did like a a press release or a press, a press conference, but he only put it out on his app, like the truth media, truth social fucking yep. app, whatever it is. And I guess he was just ripping everybody. Oh, no, he ripped uh, Elon Musk at one point. He was like, fuck, what did he say? Um, it was something along the same lines as that, what he just said, though. It was like Elon Musk, uh, recipient of many gov- government handouts, uh, came to me asking for help uh, and basically got on his knees and begged for more subsidies. And... Uh, Oh, it, it for his companies that electric cars that don't that don't charge long enough or like don't travel far enough, uh, or his rockets that go to nowhere, and like all of these things, he just kept fucking. So then, when up. so like so he he so Trump says those things, and then Musk's music hits, and then he comes out and he's standing like right at like the entrance and he's got a mic. Yeah, and then he starts his rebuttal. Yeah. And now it's a it's a triple threat match at SummerSlam. <laughs> in the cage. <laughs> Keep it going. This and we'll turn turned it into a hell in a cell. Well, we're no, doing, we could get uh, the elimination the, chamber. The inferno match or something. I think they outdid they they did away with the inferno match. I guess lighting people on fire wasn't TV PG or something. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently you could get away with a lot more in the early. Although 2000s. I guess it's going I guess it's going back to TV 14. Oh really? Yeah. So I get I don't I don't know what they used to be rated during the attitude era. Um I feel like it but it's moving been it, TV it's moving away it's moving away from PG uh TV PG, which is what it went, I don't know, 08 or something. Yeah. So they could probably do half the shit they used to do again. I don't know if they will, though, because everyone's such a pussy. Yeah. 
I mean, you think about like the attitude era, like the rock was literally like, you take that fucking thing, do whatever it like, polish it up, turn it sideways and stick it straight up your candy ass. Like, yeah, that's not PG. Like that's not TV PG. No. You know, and like stone cold, like, I love my favorite meme ever is Stone Cold in the office chair. Yes. He was reeling down the fucking thing, just like fucking slamming <laughs> beers. He fall, the chair hits the bottom of the ramp and he, he tumbles over. out of it and he stands up and he's still got his he beers. He was annihilated. And he and the crowd goes nuts and he just fucking chugs them. Like it was nuts. It was that was like, that's not TV PG. No. <laughs> Crushing beers on TV. No. Every, every show he, he must've drank beer on every single show. It was a thing like someone in the crowd, like all he had to do was go over to one of the turnbuckles and put up a hand. No, it was the guy. Um, and someone would just throw him a beer. It was the guy by the bell. Yeah. They had yeah. beer for him. Yeah. Cause one, there was one time the rock went over and just, he, he hit stone cold with a stunner. Yep. And then stone cold, like kind of came to, so he hit him with a rock bottom again. And then he went over and grabbed the 30 rack. <laughs> it was a 30 rack in middle of light, I think. And he just started walking away with it. <laughs> I'm seeing all these old videos on my Instagram. My Instagram algorithm is so fucked right now. <laughs> There's so much fucking wrestling. I mean, that's great. Uh, that's, that's a oh, great thing so, for it to dude, be. It is so good. Like, and if they can go back, I, I, I won't watch. I, to be perfectly honest, I won't. Raw's yeah. on way too late. I'm not paying for pay-per-views. Um, and I'm not paying for WWE Network or whatever. I don't know what that yeah. a, a, engage or arrangement is anymore. Yeah. So truthfully, I won't watch. But I mean, like that stuff was like genuinely funny. Yeah. If they could get back to something close to the Attitude Era, like that was peak wrestling. Dude, that was just peak entertainment in general, in like yeah. regardless of industry. Right. Right. And it's like if someone wanted to be like, and I didn't get I didn't really didn't get it at the time, but like when those guys would come out and cut promos, I'd be like, ah, they're just talking. It's like I'd rather see someone wrestle. It's like some of the shit they used to say was so fucking funny. Like even Chris Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> Chris like, Jericho was great. Yeah, and that's like I I didn't get it at the time. Chris Jericho used to piss me off. I didn't like him. I didn't like his stupid fucking top ponytail with his long hair. I was yeah, like, you look like a dumb was. bitch. Go back to um, Fozzie. <laughs> but it is so funny going back now and like looking at some of that shit. Yeah, and like how insulting it truly was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know what I just realized? Speaking of Chris Jericho, you remember like that was the lead up. To Y2K. Y2J. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, that was the dumbest thing ever. Like looking back at it, like they were, cause they were talking about it for months and they had the fucking clock that they would well, like flash on the jumbotron and everyone's like, Oh my God, what's it going to be? And then all of a sudden it was just Chris Jericho and it's like, okay. Wait. So they right. did that over multiple episodes. Oh yeah. Oh, see, I thought, cause I, so I actually stopped watching. I watched in like 97, 98, maybe like 90, part of 99. Then I kind of stopped. And then I think I picked it back up in like 03. 
So I actually missed quite a bit of good stuff because I missed the whole the Monday Night Wars. Yeah. All of it. When was the corporate in the, the corporation in the ministry? Was that like oh two? That was like that was like 90, 99, 98, 99. Cause yeah. I was watching. Cause that's when I was that's that's I was like yeah in the thick of it, probably from like 97 to 2003 or four 2003 was like evolution in them i think mm-hmm. i think that's and obviously cena was in and the, the cane unmasking was around then i believe if i have my timeline correctly yeah so i think i probably fell off like very shortly after that yeah okay um because like, was re- was that when they they took on no, that was earlier. I was going to say ECW. That was earlier than that. Yeah, that was early. That was like 2000, 2001. Yeah. Because obviously the Y2J thing, Jericho was coming over from WCW. Yeah. And um, I didn't see Jericho at when he first came over. Because I thought with him, it was someone was someone was in the ring talking, probably Triple H. And then all of a sudden the timer popped up. Yeah. Right around the new year. And then all of a sudden Jericho just showed up like, like that. And like, it was, he was there. Like, yeah, no, they were doing that timer thing for months. Oh, that's a little dumb. Yeah. It would just like randomly like pop up on the jumbotrons and it would do like fucking flash, like 64 days, 12 hours and 42 minutes. (laughs) All right. So I think I watched a little bit of Oh three Oh four because WrestleMania 20 was 04 and that was the main event it was triple h Shawn michaels and chris benoit chris benoit finally won yep and eddie guerrero came into the ring because he had beat brock lesnar earlier in the night or yeah at the last pay-per-view maybe yep and he came into the ring to meet him yeah and yeah i do i remember that so i watched that and that was 2004 Okay. Um, so I was probably done by 2005. I, I I would say probably the same. So I probably ran from like 97 to 05. Yeah. See, I stopped in the middle and I missed a lot like DX in the fucking tank. Like I didn't watch that. Oh yeah. Or whatever they were in. Like they got like fucking Billy guns got the hat. So the ass man. Yeah. Like when for Kurt angle first came over, like yep. don't, I was not watching then. Yep. So, yeah, I was watching <laughs> because now I did. I still feel as though I caught the best of it because it was like still Kane the Undertaker. It was the the Ministry, the Corporation, DX, Stone Cold at the peak, Rock at the peak. Mankind yep. was still wrestling. Yep. Um, the hardcore division was still going. Yep. Yeah. Then there was like the the little smaller factions that would like feud with each other. Right. Like it was like the Hardy boys would go after like edge and Christian. Yeah. Uh, the Dudley boys, the Dudley the boys. Yeah. The E, the EPA, <laughs> the a- APA. Oh, the APA. Yeah. Yeah. JBL and Farouk. Yep. Yeah. Those are pretty good. It all comes up too. Like I'll just pull up. I'll, so I'll just pull up my phone now, Instagram. I'll refresh it and I'll I'll show you fucking <laughs> not only what it is but where it is. Like yeah. on my explore or whatever. Then it was uh, 
well, and this was earlier, but it was like Jeff Jarrett with the stupid fucking guitar. I remember De- him from Deborah. WCW, I think. All right. So my front Who was actually Stone Cold's wife, Deborah. Yeah. Now she now he's married to Sable. Top uh top middle box. DX brutalized Chris Jericho into emergency. That's not good English. July 10th, 2000. <laughs> and then below it and to the left, Kurt Angle. That's an angle slam on Undertaker. That looks like an American badass Undertaker. This is 2002. Wasn't, uh, didn't one of the episodes, it was either Stone, it might have been Stone Cold or The Rock or someone stole the ambulance that like Shane McMahon got put in. And it sounds like, like, it sounds like it would be stone cold stealing that. Yeah. And like drove it into something or well, stone cold. Also did he, I think he broke into Vince McMahon's hospital room and hit him over the head with the chamber pot. Oh yeah. yeah. Still. I think it was think, Vince McMahon. I forget who was in that hospital. Room. I think one of my favorite, favorite parts, this was, so this was after um, the, well, I guess it was during the corporate ministry, technically when they, when we realized that Vince was the higher power or whatever, <laughs> it was me, Austin. And then Linda and Stephanie decided to give up control, partially control of their company. Yeah, and they gave it to, to Austin. It, to give it to Austin, who became the controlling stakeholder. So he walks out with a fucking clipboard and a red tie. He's not wearing a shirt but he's got a red tie and a clipboard and he goes, Hey Vince, like my fucking clipboard. And he like flings it in there and he goes, see this tie, this is a power tie. And then he puts it up his hands and someone tosses him two Bush lights and just starts fucking crushing him. And he goes, I'm your fucking boss. (laughs) They certainly don't make them like they used to. No, like that one, like scene and like the lead up to that, like that was, that was peak. Like you said, not just peak wrestling. That was peak entertainment. Like that was great. So good. (laughs) (laughs) He literally walked out with a clipboard to do nothing with it, just to throw it in the audience. (laughs) Like my clipboard. (laughs) Even like some of the back, the backstage stuff was funny too. Oh yeah. I love how they used to just fuck with, uh, coach and uh michael Michael j cole or michael cole whatever the fuck his name was michael cole i added the j because that's a rapper (laughs) um like they would like punk him they'd be like doing an interview and they would fucking like just go at him (laughs) coach ended up being like he's like a legit announcer now yeah but he also like so with wwe he also became like i don't know if he was like commissioner of one of the shows or oh, something wow. like with like he was like the Eric. I feel like he was like the Eric Bischoff of one of the shows at one point. Hmm. Which what a clown that guy was. Yeah, I know, right? <clears throat> but yeah, I heard Coach on ESPN. Um, not that long ago, like maybe within the last like two years, and I just remember being like, because I think I tweeted about it. And I was like, I can't get over the fact that like coach is a real like sports announcer 
because I know him as the guy that used to get fucked with by all the wrestlers in the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, so he was on ESPN from 08 to 17. Then he was with NBC from 18 on doing uh, some PGA Tour live stuff and some golf coverage. I don't That's, know what he's doing. That must have been when I saw him. I think now he's back with WWE. Hmm. Yeah, he was an inter- he was an interim GM in like 0607, an assistant to Eric Bischoff, whatever. So he like actually like grew into like a position. Wow. Good for him. And then he left and went to ESPN. Must have been that good. Must have been that good of a job. <laughs> Pre-game host for uh, XFL. That's was, yeesh. Yeah. Isn't that come is is that coming back? Is that the one that The Rock is running, or is that a different one? Dude, who knows? Is he doing the USFL? I don't who know. The Rock apparently is running one of those leagues, but I don't fucking know. Uh, you want to wrap this bitch up? Yeah. So I went to the grocery store today, which is weird for a Thursday, but. I'm playing tomorrow. I'm playing Saturday. I just figured I'll get it over with. Ah, so fucking jealous. <clears throat> I haven't played with you since you last Friday, and I'm not going to be able to play because of this stupid fucking wedding, probably until sometime next week. But sorry, continue. So I'm there, <laughs> and I'm thinking, and I don't know why it hit me. What is the more underwhelming food to see go on a grill? Hot dog or grilled chicken? We'll call it chicken breast because chicken thighs could be good. So hot dogs or grilled chicken breast? What's the worst fucking thing that some people will argue to me that is actually good? Is the chicken marinated? Um, You can qualify this how you want to. I'm under the assumption that it can't be bland because there is like, if you just throw like salt and pepper, fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah, that there's no rating. That's not rated any way, shape, or form. Right. So it can be marinated. It can be rubbed. It can be fucking whatever, pounded. Don't don't matter. Yeah. Um. I probably still might have to go with the chicken. And I think it's the chicken too, because at least with hot dogs, I know exactly what what they are. Right, and you can dress them up too. Like you can put, you can put a bunch of shit on the hot dog. I've actually seen, and I think this is actually like, I really feel like I should call the fucking FBI on this. <laughs> I've seen people do like hot dog burnt ends. Oh, gross. Yeah. What are they? Seven? And that's kind of like, what the fuck? like, I hope they're cooking for a five-year-old's birthday party. Yeah. Holy so shit. So imagine, imagine that like you, so you throw hot dogs on a smoker and then you cut them up, put them in a tray butter sugar barbecue sauce coke whatever and you throw it back in to get all sticky and whatever if anybody ever tried to serve me hot dog burnt ends i would slap the fucking tray out of their hands and put it on the ground or if it was on a table i would just go oh these whoops and just fucking drop them on the ground 
that's, that's where they belong. That's exactly where they belong. That's blasphemy. Let the dogs eat them. Like the dogs so I, can have the hot dog burnt ends. Maybe I should pivot this because I go chicken too because I think chicken just sucks. Like I think yeah, I feel pretty confident. Worst. I feel pretty confident in my ability where it's like the only thing worse hey, than hey, chicken hey, hey, man, is turkey. I, it's like, <laughs> hey, will, will you help me cook? I've got chicken breast and it's like, and everyone's too shit faced to drive. It's like, ah, shit. Okay. So there's no outs. Yeah. Here. It's like, okay, give me a fucking hammer. Like I'll, I'll, I'll smash it, whatever. I'll dry rub it and I'll grill it and whatever. It'll be fine. Like, yeah, that would be adequately rated. Right. But like most people don't know how to cook and chicken breast. Fuck that. <clears throat> no. So if we were to bastardize burnt ends and obviously traditional burnt ends are brisket, a poor man's burnt ends is a chuck roast. Right. And the pork equivalents would be pork belly and pork shoulder, of which I have done all but the brisket burnt ends. So I've done th- three out of the four. And they're all lights out because I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> so now we know hot, do- hot dog burnt ends are an absolute bastardization, right? Yes. What about like a sausage burnt end? Now, this is going to require a little bit of creativity. So I'm thinking you take like a kielbasa or something like that. Yep. Throw it in the smoker. Yep. Might It won't take that long. Cut it up. So you got, you know, one inch, three quarter inch pieces, whatever. And you take that. And then this is where now you need to get a little creative, I think, in my head. And I was thinking actually like a maple Dijon kind of thing. Yeah. So maybe like if you have some caramelized onions, throw those in, maybe do like a maple Dijon dump, maybe some add some brown sugar, whatever, and then throw that back in. Do we call that kind of acceptable? I think that's yeah, kind of that acceptable. is 100% acceptable because it exists. I've had that before. Like oh, what, you you just, what you just described, I've had before. Yeah. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah. Kielbasa in like a, like a maple brown sugar sauce. Oh shit! It's, but it's like a it it's like a sticky like burnt end sauce. You know what I mean? Oh shit! It exists. See, I, th- I thought I just invented it right here, right yeah, now. No, I've had it before. <laughs> That's fucking bullshit. Yeah. So it's good, but it's also not burnt ends. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't call that burnt ends. You would just call that like I don't know, fucking kielbasa, like maple kiel, maple glaze kielbasa. Well, so then, on that note, so under that logic, what makes burnt ends burnt ends? Uh, I don't know. I feel like we're going to get into an open face bread discussion right now. <laughs> I need no, Jones. because I can, I consider, <laughs> so I consider burnt ends where you take a <laughs> sum of meat, <laughs> you cook it low and slow for a little bit, ideally with some smoke. I've done oven burnt ends too in the, in the winter. Yep. Um, then you cube it. Yep. And then you add in a bunch of flavors, including a bunch of sweet stuff. So that'll get like sticky and all that slow cooking should make it almost fall apart. Right. Now I know the sausage won't like fall apart like the other ones will, but it meets most of the criteria. Yeah, I think, um, cause burned ends in its purest form, I don't think exists. I think back in the day, if you cooked a whole brisket, because obviously the name burnt ends had to have come from somewhere, right? Right. It was so the, the quite literal burnt ends of the brisket. So 
you, I assume, and someone out there probably knows, I assume you would cook the whole brisket, you know, like Costco, 16 pounds, whatever. Yeah. And someone who actually knows what they're doing would know which pieces of the brisket are going to be best for slicing. And then you would trim accordingly, right? Yeah. Most likely. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. His logic no, that, seemed to track. Yeah, that makes so sense. So what what you're left with is obviously the ends. Right. And because the ends are smaller, thinner usually, they're going to darken quicker. Yeah. yeah. So so you you you're carving your brisket and you want to make your slices all like uniform, whatever. So whatever's left over, you then cube that, throw it in with a bunch of sweet stuff. And that's why you have burn ends. I assume that's why that exists. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. Okay. I think you nailed it. But I think now, <clears throat> because I think now the modern burnt end is, is, the, is more about the end result. It's a cubed or bite-sized meat that has been slow cooked in a something to make it sticky. Yeah. Like a sweet sticky sauce. Yeah. Cause you can go Asian, you can go traditional barbecue, you can do whatever there. Like you could yeah. do brown sugar, butter, and Coke. Like, yep. That would all work, but it kind it, I think it does move away from tradition and you have almost like a, a new modern thing. Cause I've done it both ways. I've cooked the meat, like a chuck roast. I've cooked it whole and I've cubed it beforehand. Yeah. And they both kind of do the same thing, really. Yeah. Cube probably cooks quicker. Yeah, probably. I use more surface area. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, no, hot dog burnt ends can get fucked. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can feed that to the dogs. Oh, could you? Uh, it's like, oh, I made uh, two types of burnt ends. One is chicken tender and the other is hot dog. Yeah, cool. So you made trash. Great. <laughs> is there any craft mac and cheese to go with this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. So you cook trash. Yeah. Great. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. I love eating trash. Yeah. Do you, do you expect me to eat this? Yeah. Do you expect me to eat this and like it? Yeah. Are you disclosure? Like- I think I had a hot dog. What was the most recent holiday? Oh, 4th of July. I think I had a hot dog on the 4th of July with like Dijon mustard. And it, it was again, as expected meets expectations. Yep. It was what I bargained for. Yeah. Hot dog burn ends. I just got the feeling yeah. there's nothing like it can't be good. No, there's no way. There's no way it's even fucking remotely palatable. Like I said, unless you're seven <laughs> or you're a dog. Because dogs will quite literally oh, yeah, eat anything. They eat their own shit if you don't pick it up. Yep. Like dogs will eat anything. Well, my dog likes it. Your dog eats shit and yeah. licks its fucking dick. Yep. So I mean, like I don't, I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's the best measuring stick. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Ah. Uh, all right. So my final thought. Um, I guess relative potentially quick, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but it, it is becoming apparent that um, in general, I could say um, people that are in power in this country 
don't respect women. Right? Like I like kind of semi tried to like tread carefully there. So I will, I will, uh, I will expand on that. Old white men do not respect women. Correct. Yeah. So that's true. Most of the people in power in this country are old white men. And I can tell you from experience working in the corporate world now that old white men for sure do not respect women. Some of yeah, the no, shit I, that comes I, out again, of these I, guys I hang balls. around enough golf courses. It's, it's insane yeah. that what these people say. It's like, hey, man, like you can't say that anymore. Like I get it. Like in the like the, the corporate setting, I'm like, I get it. Like it's just me and him or it's like me and a couple other like younger guys and him and like whatever. Like there's this old white dude that wants to say something fucking gross. And it's like, all right, whatever. I get I laugh. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm, I didn't laugh at whatever he said. I definitely did because it's funny, but I, I know in the back of my head, like, dude, like you don't know us, like you don't know us that well. Like what if one of us was like this huge fucking like SJW, which whatever it doesn't, that's, that's all beside the point, whatever. But like, I've heard a lot of shit. I've heard enough shit in the less than six months that I've been working in the corporate world to know like, yeah, old white guys, that's the problem. <laughs> They're retarded. They are retarded. Yeah. So anyway, it's safe to say the people in power in this country, AKA old white men do not give a fuck about women and women's rights because the Roe v. Wade thing that got overturned, a couple of weeks ago, everyone was up in arms. We were on the show. We talked about this thing got leaked in fucking March or April, whenever the fuck it got leaked. It was written in February. You had time to pass legitimate legislation to codify protections for abortions. And what did the, what did Congress do? Nothing. They were like, yeah, the Supreme Court's bad. Boo them. You should go do stuff. Yeah. Oh, man, if only there was something we could have done. Meanwhile, everyone's like, yeah, you could have fucking created a bill and signed it into law. No, nah, we didn't have enough time. Okay. Well, <clears throat> do you want to know what just happened uh, this week in Congress? The House just passed a bill protecting gay and interracial marriages because that's another thing that, so, so when Roe v. Wade got overturned, right, there was the uproar about the, now some states are going to outlaw abortion, which still to this day, I haven't been tracking it since it happened, but I think there was only 12 states that, that, blocked it. And I don't know if all 12 even blocked it outright. They might've put some, again, some ridiculous ban of like four weeks before people even know they're pregnant, but like, whatever, whatever it is, let's just, let's just say 12. There was 12 states that banned it. I don't know where it's gone since then. Cause we don't talk yeah, about I it. Think, it's I think the, the news, the total pool was like 22 states had something going. Yeah. And I think I thought it was like 12 automatically had something. Yeah. Like between okay. trigger laws or legislation. That sounds and, right. And I thought the other like 10 or 11 were um, likely to have very, very strict rules. It was something like that. So it was going to be like 22. Like almost Yeah, that's, that sounds right. Um, so 
they were like, yeah, no, we can't do that. Whatever. We didn't have enough time. So the once the Roe v. Wade got overturned by the Supreme Court, which I'm on record on this show saying that for the reason that it makes federal government smaller, I was okay with. But on the other end of that, it's up to Congress to actually do something and pass legislation on. Everyone was freaking out about gay rights, being like, oh, gay marriage is next. Gay marriage is next. They're going to overturn it. Oh, my God, they're going to overturn it. Um, it was the case. Um, Griswold, Lawrence and Oberfeld, Oger, Obergefeld, whatever the fuck. It was whatever allowed same-sex rights that the Supreme Court ruled on in, I think it was the early 2000s or something. Everyone's like, oh, it's going to get overturned by the Supreme Court now because they did away with Roe v. Wade. So what did Congress just turn around and do? Well, the House of Representatives passed a bill, 267 to 157, to codify the right of gay and interracial marriages. And now that it's passed through the House, it gets thrown on to the Senate. And the Senate is Democratic-led? Uh, I think it's a 50-50 split. Okay. Um, so you're telling me that when this press release about Roe v. Wade got leaked in April and it was overturned in June. There wasn't enough time. But when Roe v. Wade got overturned in June to the third week of July, <laughs> that's enough time to put together a bill to codify gay and interracial marriage. These people don't really give a fuck about you. I'm sorry. Like anyone that's like, oh yeah, no, of course, AOC cares about me. No, she doesn't. Oh yeah, obviously Nancy Pelosi cares. No, she doesn't. She doesn't give a fuck. They could have put something forward. That, Cause that's the thing is I don't even think they put it. Like I, I assume they didn't put anything forward and it did. And it, cause we would have heard if it got voted down. Yeah. Yep. No one gave a fuck. No one tried to codify abortion rights. We didn't have enough time. You knew about it. You had plenty of time because you've had roughly four weeks probably. And you caught up your, and you've already taken the first step to codify, not even the first step, right? The first step is writing the bill. The second step is like probably getting enough people to like read it and say it's good. The third step is putting it to vote in the house. And then the fourth step is getting it to through the Senate. So you've been able in four weeks to go through three steps of codifying gay marriage, gay and interracial marriage in three weeks. But April to July wasn't enough time to codify abortion rights. Got it. Yep. Okay. Oh, and also, by the way, um, they're also working on a contraceptive bill. Because that's another thing that the Supreme Court might overturn is the right to birth control. So they're, really? so they're scrambling to pass that, pass a law. Where was the scrambling to protect abortion? Because they don't care. They don't want you to have it. The Democrats that are like, oh, of course we, we support abortion. 
Where clearly, were they? Clearly you don't. Because we know the Republicans don't. That's very we, simple. Yeah, we're, it's pretty open. The Republicans <laughs> don't, right? But all of these Democrats are like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> what do you mean? Obviously we support abortion. Do Where you? Where were you? Do you? None of you could hop on a laptop and type up a quick bill? Yeah, have your fucking intern do it. Yeah, they don't doesn't care. Doesn't even need to be good. It's, you can amend any bill, so it doesn't even need to be right. Yeah. Because what's happening is this current Supreme Court, like it or not, and I, I guess I'm kind of technically indifferent about it. I mean, I, I know I do like it from the standpoint of, like I said, making federal government smaller. But like it or not, the Supreme Court, this current sitting Supreme Court is working towards writing overstepping of boundaries, right? So like the, the role of the Supreme Court isn't to set law. So like right. when the Supreme Court rules on something and says like, oh yeah, no, at the federal level, abortion is legal. That's not the job of the Supreme Court. The job of the Supreme Court is to be like that law that was passed by Congress. Yep, we're cool. Stamp of approval. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't violate the constitution. Or like the Supreme Court doesn't sit there and say like, where we as the Supreme Court are going to make gay and interracial marriage legal throughout the country. That's not the job of the Supreme Court. No. Again, that's the job of Congress, which then the Supreme Court puts their stamp of approval, big thumbs up, okay by us, doesn't violate any amendments in the constitution, we're cool here. That's literally the only job of the Supreme Court. All cool here, no problems. Or, hey man, that's not your job. The, literally their only job is to be like, that's cool by us or that's not cool by us. That's not your job. Like when the president signs these executive orders that do these like weird things, the Supreme Court's job is to step in and be like, that's not your job. This rule that you just signed, this this law that you just tried to sign via executive order doesn't work. Like the, the DACA thing that, that Obama put in that everyone flipped out about when fucking Trump got rid of it because the, the DACA, whatever it is, is like the, the immigration. It has something to do with immigration. I don't even fucking know about it. But everyone was like, oh my God, they, they got rid of it. They're racist. Nope. It's not supposed to be an executive order. Something of that magnitude is not supposed to be codified into law via the executive branch. It's supposed to go through the legislative branch. If you paid attention in middle school history class, you would understand it's that. Straightforward. It's pretty fucking straightforward. Who makes the laws? The legislative branch. Then the executive branch says, I agree. Then the Supreme Court looks at everything as a whole piece and goes, yep, doesn't violate the Constitution, cool by us. And then it becomes real law forever on the books to never go away. Like, that's how this shit works. So, no. again, the, and I said, I know I said it before, like it or not, the repealing of these things by the current sitting Supreme Court it's understandable that it makes some people uneasy, right? Because there, there, there is a potential that that gay and interracial marriage would be left up to individual Texas. states' rights. 
um, if the Supreme Court just decided like we're going to overturn this because the court that ruled on it in call it 2004, that they didn't have the jurisdiction to make that ruling. Like they, they stepped outside of their job to do that. Um, so then what does the legislative branch do? Before the Supreme Court can even do anything, they're like, oh yeah, real quick, we'll just write a law. We'll write a bill. We'll write a bill and we'll make a law. And then the Supreme Court's like, all right, cool. Cool. Yeah. It's your guy. That's your guys' job. Send it to us when you're done. Yeah, send it to us when you're done. That's your job. So, like I said, it, it's, it's tough. It's a tough line to toe, but at the end of the day, it's the right thing. Like from a standpoint of everyone staying in their lane and doing their job, it's the right thing to do, which then puts the onus on Congress to do their fucking job, which they're doing for gay and interracial marriage and birth and they control. Cho- they chose not to for abortion. And they chose not to for abortion. So you should tell you everything you need to know. Remember that. Remember that, that the next time a politician anyone that goes, goes to vote. Oh, November, yeah. Obviously, I'm pro-choice. Yeah. Where were you? Where were you? So there you go. That's my that's my two cents on that whole. Yeah, that was such a quick final thought. Shit storm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's never quick. <laughs> so uh, thanks for watching. Again, YouTube, uh, give us a thumbs up, subscribe, like, rate, review if you're an audio guy. Uh, tell everybody you know about the show. Uh, welcome to whoever the new listener is in New Hampshire. Um, there was like 85 downloads in New Hampshire. So I'm assuming it's one person that subscribed to the show and it like downloaded a bunch of episodes. So welcome. <laughs> uh, maybe you're a recommendation of Sexy Chris. I don't know if, if so, he's great. He'll, he'll be on the show again at some point. Uh, always welcome. Uh, ever for that matter, anyone is always welcome. Um, thanks to mybookie.com. I uh, use the promo code SarcasmPod when you sign up to double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. Thank you to grillyourassoff.com. That's one thing. Grillyourassoff.com would never fucking condone hot dog burnt ends. That's for goddamn sure. Uh, they are a legitimate grilling company. They have the world's best seasonings. They got pickles and barbecue sauces and hot sauce. My current favorite hot sauce. Um, they definitely don't make hot dog burnt ends. So if you want those, you're going to have to go to like some fucking carnival or something <laughs> go to like a carnival in fucking uh fall river maybe a carnival for three-year-olds yeah yeah seriously like a carnival that's run by three-year-olds not yeah there you go not for three-year-olds that's run by three-year-olds <laughs> then you'll get your hot dog burnt ends but you ain't gonna get that shit from grillyourassoff.com uh what you will get from them is 10 percent off your entire fucking order every single time you check out if you use the promo code sarcasmpod at checkout so there you go. Uh, you can get us on Twitter at sarcasm underscore speaks. Uh, Instagram is at sarcasm speaks pod. Facebook is sarcasm speaks. The website is sarcasmspeaks.com. Go to the merch store, buy some merch, be cool. And uh, until next time, good night, everybody.